welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. One thing that is both irritating and amazing about children is that they always seem to know which piece of cake they want. On numerous occasions, I have been at a birthday party for children or my own children, and out comes the sheet cake decorated with angry birds or plants versus zombies or Wally the robot or whatever is the rave that year. And there's inevitably some kid who wants the, the piece of cake with the purple frosting right in the middle. And again, what I love and is also irritating about children is they are relatively shameless in just saying, can I have that one? The one with the purple flower? I've been noticing lately how challenging it is for some of us as grown-ups to go through that what once was simple process of identifying the thing that we most want and then asking for it, speaking it aloud. One of the audacious superpowers of entrepreneurs is the ability to notice, visualize, imagine a way of being, a life situation, a level of success or the growth and development of a business and to notice, I, w- I want that, and I think I know how to get it, or I think I can try. I'm going to double down on my attempts towards building this thing that I want, this life that I want. But there are lots of things that get in the way, depending on how you were socialized around your own needs and desires, whether or not it's okay to, is it selfish to ask for what you want, to simply state hey, I see this and this is how I would like it to be. For many of us, our indoctrination into the world, whether based on our particular family upbringing, our gender, our culture, those kinds of self-assertions could easily be cast as selfish. And so for you to say, I want that piece of cake, I want that house by the water, was um, cast in a negative light, selfish, egotistical, unnecessarily ambitious or self-serving. I'll say for myself as a female growing up in a culturally, religiously conservative community, my upbringing into the world was really more oriented towards identifying what other people wanted and needed and figuring out how I could best serve them or help them or support them. And there are absolutely gifts in that. And in many ways, that is exactly the job that I have, which is to see what is unsaid, to intuit emotional experiences, and to help people discern for themselves what they want and need, and then help them get there. That's kind of the job of a a psychologist, or um, certainly in my work with entrepreneurs as more of a performance-oriented psychologist. So I don't, I don't, hate on that capacity at all. It served me quite well. But the thing that maybe didn't always get a lot of tending, especially in early life, is that sense of being able to carefully discern, what do I want? What's most helpful to me in this moment? And then how do I go about getting that, pursuing what I need? And in my conversations lately, 
of course, a lot of the world is sort of spinning out of control and there's a lot of shuffling of businesses and livelihoods, financial situations, relationships, friendship circles, ways we spend our evenings. So I can appreciate that all of the structures of our life that had previously held us in patterns and waves of being are suddenly all up for grabs. Maybe not all of it, but there's just a lot of um, shifting of the foundations around which many of us have built our lives. And in many of my conversations with clients, I'm hearing kind of a real confusion about what's most important, what they want. And this question of what do you want is, is you know, some way a preference question, but it's also a values question. It's another way of asking what's most important to you, which direction are you going? What do you value? What will you fight for? What will you leave behind? So when you're not comfortable asking that question, you leave yourself vulnerable to an existential listlessness that can easily drift towards the goals, desires, longings, pressures of other people or other entities. So being good about asking the simple question of what do I want keeps you carefully on track, keeps you razor sharp about where your feet are planted, what you have to offer, the direction that you wish to be moving in. This question shows up in all kinds of ways, simple ways and complicated ways. What do you want for dinner? Where do you want to eat? And it shows up in the more tender parts of our lives, in our conversations with our partners about emotional needs or sexual preferences or curiosities, in our relationships with our friends about things we'd like to talk about with them or explore with them. And of course, in our businesses, the kinds of stages we'd like to be on, the kinds of skills we'd like to acquire, the kinds of authority that we'd like to have, all of that at some point boils down to the question of what do you want? And at the risk of sounding like I'm inviting everyone listening to become sort of a self-centered egoist who's hedonistically pursuing only what brings them their own pleasure and satisfaction, because believe me, that's not what I'm saying. But I do think we need to get a lot better. Some of us need to get a lot better at the two-step process of noticing our longings, noticing what we want, and then finding the courage and the timing and the way to ask those questions. And in all tricky conversations, more nuanced conversations, the way that we express our wants and needs is important. We have to consider the context of our listener, whether it's our romantic partner, our business partner, even one of our children in some cases. We want to make sure that we are communicating the emotional context of what we're asking. We want to make sure that we're conveying why it's important to us and why we feel like it's something that we'd like to give our energy to pursuing. I think we also have to clearly articulate what kind of help or support we want from someone else in the pursuit of said want. Is it space to work more hours? Is it space to work on a Saturday morning? Is it budget for more training? Is it a request for more emotional flexibility or logistical support? Or perhaps we don't need a deep level of support from someone else, but what we are simply wanting to do is to clearly communicate the direction in which we'd like to go. One of the things that really blocks us from being able to carefully discern what we want is this sense of shame that I think a lot of us feel around 
whether or not it's appropriate for us to to express what we are interested in, what we what we desire. But I think even before that comes the ability to notice. And you know, I think about the the kid at the birthday party who sees the piece with the purple flowers and is just instantly like, oh, that one. But in our adult lives, because they are much more complicated than birthday parties and cakes, it can be really difficult, I think, to even carve out the time and space to attend to our inner world. We're often simply reacting to the stressors and the demands that are around us. And so the kinds of experiences that really lend themselves to time and space to ask those bigger, deeper questions about what we want, or even those less bigger, deeper questions, but still require a moment of pause to say, huh, what kind of food would really be nourishing for me today? What am I really longing for in my body? Or to even in our relationships notice a communication pattern that feels not helpful or counterproductive to pay attention, first of all, to say, oh, I'd I'd like that to be different. And then to consider what difference we would want. So having a way of living that creates some spaciousness for awareness around our own inclinations and longings is pretty um, difficult to carve out in the life of especially most entrepreneurs. So some of the strategies that I work with people around how to even sort of figure out, hey, what, what do I want? Are creating habits like journaling, taking long walks without podcasts or music, but where it's just sort of you and your thoughts, practicing regular retreats, Uh, We've talked about that certainly a number of times on the podcast of taking this prolonged days away space where it's a deep dive in our own internal spaces rather than the distraction of a vacation or the busyness of being around other people. Things like psychedelic journeys can be helpful ways to go inside. Yes, I know it gets a little fringe here on the podcast sometimes, but if you um, heard my interview with Dr. Dan Engel... And almost a year ago, I think, I did had a conversation with Tucker Max about his experience utilizing psychedelics in a way to really enhance personal growth and, and personal awareness of what is missing and what is longed for that might not be readily accessible in our conscious mind. Once we do the self-reflective work to notice what we may be longing for, I think a lot of us get in our own way and that we begin almost immediately to try to problem solve around the perceived roadblocks to attaining the thing that we're hoping for. It's almost like the kid who wants that piece of cake with the purple flowers, but immediately sort of says like, oh, but they're not going to give me that one. Or I bet someone else wants that piece. Or... Maybe that piece has too much frosting or it's in the middle. You know, all the reasons why it can't happen. And I think so quickly and easily we begin to believe the narrative of no. Maybe before we've even asked the question or we begin to anticipate all of the blocks that will come our way if we're truly to pursue the things that we want. And as entrepreneurs, of course, we we have to sort of work through that or we will never leave the cubicle. It's so much easier to adhere to the status quo than it is to dare to disrupt something. But that little burst of faith or hope that exists within us that says, maybe, just maybe, 
this could be possible. Maybe, just maybe, I'll get the piece of cake that really looks spectacularly delicious to me. Maybe, just maybe, I can move deeper in connection and intimacy in my relationship. Maybe, just maybe, I can grow my business in this vertical. We have to be able to entertain the hopefulness of it before we fill it full of holes. So this work of asking what we want is it's hard. It's sort of deeply intuitive work that comes from deep places in us that requires our own capacity for self-reflection and our own willingness to take the risk to express the thing that we're longing for. And yes, it's painful when we ask for something that we want and it's denied or it fails or it's impossible. But that, of course, is the work of everyone who is an entrepreneur and of everyone who is a parent and of everyone who is in a relationship where we are daring to believe that improvement and growth and change disruption is within reach. What do you want? It's not always the most important question. It's not always the question that guides all of your decisions. It's a question that's asked in tension with other questions, like what do other people want and need? What's best for the business? What's best for the family? All of those questions matter. But for many of us, I think we don't give quite enough weight to what do you want as a pretty profound question that can lead us into all kinds of spaces of growth, all kinds of spaces of possibility. When we don't ask the question, we will certainly stay either exactly where we are or be swayed into what other people want for us. And I'm not content with either of those options. (laughs) So the challenge this week is to really ask yourself, what do I want? And notice how interesting the answers can be. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.